Hey guys, this is Pete. I wanted to let you know we have our 200th episode coming up on October 22nd. And we thought it'd be cool if you called up and told us like maybe your favorite episode or something interesting that you learned from the show. You don't have to praise us in any way whatsoever, but it would be cool to know what you took away from the show. The following week, we'll be having our Halloween show. So if you want to call and leave any voicemails about something creepy or spooky that happened to you, there's an opportunity for that as well. You can call us at 570-POD-WAD-1. That's 570-763-9231. And if the phone makes you feel weird, you can email us at shout at yallheard.me. Thanks. I will not delay you any any. I, let's do it. <laughs> okay, one, two, three. Hey everybody! Hey, everybody. This is y'all, y'all heard. heard a podcast where me, Marissa Phillips, and me, Pete Phillips, are not related, and it's spooky. And this is a show where one of two hosts dives into an Olympic-sized pool of knowledge, and then swims to the other end and gets out and towels off. They take the knowledge on that wet towel and they wring it out over the other host and the audience as we as we bathe in knowledge. You're gross. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know, you needed to know like all of that. <laughs> Pete, how are you? Uh it is spooky season, so that's nice. But um Marissa? Yeah. Something happened to me this week? Yes. So I'm going to talk about it on the podcast because that's what I don't have every week. I mean, the main thing you should talk about this week is how you got a, a Mew Rare Oreo. But yeah, other than that, that also came to mind. But uh, at Christmas time last year, my uncle gave me a $100 gift card to Boscov's. Ooh, fun. Everybody that we know who listens to this show knows what Boscov's is. If you don't, it's a department store, regional department store in the Northeast. And, uh, so it was a hundred bucks. I bought three shirts and every time I go over there, I can't figure out how to spend 25 more dollars. Yeah. Just buy candy. Why don't you just buy candy? Pete? So I went over <laughs> and I bought a bunch of random stuff. I bought some candy. I bought, um, Halloween napkins. Oh, nice. I got a Halloween decoration for my window. Like, just stuff. And so I'm waiting in line, and I get to the front of the line, and I give them my gift card, and they're like, cool, here you go, here's your change, $5 left on the gift card. And I'm like, motherfucker. (laughs) So I turn, and there's two people behind me, and I go, hey, do you want $5 off of your purchase? I've been trying to get rid of this gift card since Christmas time. And this woman goes, yeah, take it, to the other girl. The other woman, excuse me. And uh, they take it. And as I'm walking away, and they're the next person up in line, they go, yeah, we just want to return this item. Oh. So they weren't even buying anything. Okay. I mean, I guess I could still use it, but yeah, let's not. And then I wanted to go back, and I wanted to be like, like, give it back to me. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to tell me you began to pay it forward. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> and it, maybe in hindsight, I should have told the like the cashier to keep it for the next person who spends five dollars. But <laughs> well, you tried, Pete. Yeah. So you I tried, tried to I tried to start 
Like, I was the butterfly that tried to flap its wings and create something beautiful in the world. (laughs) And it didn't happen. But what did happen is I found a second Pikachu Oreo in my Pokemon Oreos, which I set aside for my pal Marissa. And if I had used my brain, I would have mailed to you. (laughs) No, it's okay. Thank you. And then I found a Mew Pokemon Oreo, which was also exciting. Are you going to try and sell it? No, I feel like that's silly. Are you going to eat it? Well, what else am I going to do with it? Shellack it and save it. Marissa thinks that you can shellack food and save it. So if anybody I has any tips can. on that. I think you can. All I know is, I don't know what I need to use, but I used to have a boyfriend in high school, and every year his mother would make an extravagant gingerbread house and then in some way shellack it and keep it for the year. For the year or forever? For the year, because you would make a new one each year. Sounds like a nice little gingerbread village by the end. Yeah. Well, no. Then her house would just become a hoarder's house. Yeah. Um, no, I swear there's got to be a way to do that. I swear there's... I used to have a pancake with a pat of butter hey, on but- it. And it was covered in syrup. And the syrup was like... It wasn't real syrup. But it looked like syrup, and it that was, I guess, the thing that kept it sealed and everything. I'm sorry, it was a real pancake? I think it was a real pancake. Marissa, I could be wrong, but it was a very convincing real pancake. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? In your mom's house or your house? Uh, somebody gave it to me because I like pancakes. Yeah, Pete, I guess, guys, I want to tell you, Pete is so hard to buy gifts for, and then if you find he likes one thing, and just like jumps on that no matter how obscure or mundane that thing is so yeah i bet you got all pancakes this that that year okay (laughs) i got Um, pancake shorts i got (laughs) (laughs) no i'm reading how do you preserve food for display you paint a layer of varnish and lacquer let it dry um apply a second layer yes i am going to varnish my pokemon oreo and And you want the whole oreo as opposed to you want to lick the cream out (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> uh yes i want small oreo <laughs> thanks for asking maybe i could take mew off of the one and put it onto the other <laughs> oh and then and then no i still get... lose in that one because then i get an extra piece of oreo but i don't get the cream in the middle <laughs> wait, wait wait yeah i don't know well, I'm sorry, did you eat all the Oreos and now you just want cream? No, I've had these Oreos for two weeks. So then why do you care about the cream in my Oreo? Because I could eat it. <laughs> yeah, okay, as payment for the Pokemon Oreo, I will buy you a box of Oreos. <laughs> double stuff? I'll, I'll buy you mega stuff or double stuff gluten or whatever. Gluten-free? <laughs> uh, well, no, they're for you. They will be gluten-free. <laughs> Yeah, no, I told my boyfriend he's not allowed to buy anything beyond regular. When he bought me double stuff, I mean, they were good, but, like, the calorie content of one Oreo was, like, comparable to two Oreos. And I was like, I like quantity. So, yeah. Anyway, then I could only eat one Oreo due to the sugar content. Anyway. Ah, uh, the sugar content. Yeah, that, that's what I meant. I didn't care about calories. I, just yeah, mean I, I would imagine most of the cream is in the, or most of the sugar is in the cream. Yeah, so. So how's your week, Marissa? What's oh, with you? I, uh, 
don't know much. My dumbass went outside when, like, the weather was questionable, and I got stuck outside without a jacket. You know, like every mother tells you not to do, and now I have a cold. Um, you dumb bitch. <laughs> it's hard to have a cold in COVID time. They did take a COVID test. Uh, but other than that, uh, I saw Midnight Mass, which <laughs> is staying with me. <laughs> I can't get it out of my head. Um, I can't get the answers online that I want. <laughs> but, uh. Hey, yeah, technically, you watched the first episode of that, so. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking I would review it, but then I was like, shit, I don't know where the first episode begins and ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, that show was a lot, Pete. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, guys, Pete started watching it before me and was telling me about the gore level. Yes, there was a bit of gore here and there, but it wasn't so like head-on and tasteless, so I survived it. Um, I remember someone told me to watch Squid Game, and thankfully Pete told me I shouldn't. Literally, no one in this world is trusted to tell me if I can watch something, <laughs> except for Pete Phillips and CommonSenseMedia.com. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who you were talking to, but that is pretty... I, I don't want to say, like... I'm sure there's horror stuff that outdoes it, but there were some graphic depictions of people being hurt. <laughs> really? I mean, you, you bet is Saw... Is it as bad as Saw? I would say so. Fucking shit. If I would have watched that, I would have stopped being friends with people. Maybe not as as slow and deliberate. But but... You need to iterate. What the fuck? (laughs) Also, okay, I'm such a square. For such a, like, as my boyfriend says, alt person, I really hate gore. And the fact that everyone loves Squid Game and it's as gory as you're telling me, I'm just like, how is everyone not fazed by that? But whatever, that's neither here nor there. So uh, would you would you watch an episode of The Walking Dead? No. Right. I feel like it's it's similar to that where like there's oh, prevalent cool. violence, but I think for some reason people can detach themselves from it and be okay with it. That's true. That's true. Um. Okay. So speaking of gore. I um. Wait. What did you say before? Oh. What? Uh, speaking <laughs> of consider it. We've got great fans, and sometimes they call to remind us. We have a call from Alex. Oh, okay. <laughs> Get it? Because he's very considerate. Oh, he is, yeah. Hi, this is Alex. On the recent episode about screams, Pete made you know, some description about how his life this week has been uneventful, and he realizes that in general uh, things are uneventful. And so I have a couple of suggestions in this regard. Uh, one thing that we do is ever since my baby was born about three months ago and I've taken uh, responsibility for now putting away the toddler's toys every night, I hide his stuffed raccoon, Rocky, and I tried to hide Rocky in a different place all over the house, but you can't hide real good because toddlers are pretty bad at looking. Um, and so that was actually pretty limiting. And then I started doing stuff like, you know, now, now there's a narrative. Now Rocky is like holding a yard sale or buying produce or... Uh, he was looking for an elephant friend yesterday, and I think that tonight they're going to go time travel and try and find dinosaurs, the oh. elephant and uh, Rocky Raccoon. And you know, Alex has the power to send things through time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. You don't have to have a toddler to do this. You can just hide a stuffed animal anywhere in your house and then try and find it the next day. Um, and that's pretty fun. Um, 
So based off of Alex's suggestion, I'm planning to get blackout drunk and hi- I'm going to hide a stuffed animal. <laughs> I like <laughs> No, get blackout drunk and hide like a snack you know you're going to want to eat when you wake up. No, that'll just make you angry. Never I was going to say, I'll tear this apartment apart. <laughs> <laughs> so he uh, continues. In um, May, or maybe it was June of last year. I'd have to check my records, I guess. I was just really um, not in a good place because of the pandemic and we were just home all the time, and so I didn't have a lot going on. Uh, I didn't have much work that I needed to do. I didn't have a lot of time to do the work that I did need to do, and I did have a lot of space to just kind of fret about the state of the world. And um, it also just felt like so futile, like what I was doing didn't mean anything. So I started keeping a gratitude journal every day, writing down one thing that I did to, do to make the day meaningful and three things that I was thankful for, and that's helped me have the practice of just you know, looking for things like that every day. So I recommend it. Uh, I use the day one app and, um, you know, I have an alert that reminds me to go do it every day. And I think I should go write my gratitude journal now. All right. Bye. Hear that? He said thanks at the end. He's grateful for us. (laughs) Am I allowed to say, maybe this is too scandalous to say, maybe I shouldn't say it, but in another life, I'd like to marry (laughs) Alex. If you think that's too weird, you could edit that out. <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's fun. Okay, cause um, it's cool. Yeah, and I I did a, I, Here's the thing that I've recently have been wondering if I this is this is kind of you're what you should marry Alex too. This is kind of like meta, but part of me is like a gratitude journal sounds great, but I genuinely don't feel like i have the discipline to write down three things i'm grateful for every day so he's talking about an app maybe the app is a good idea but what i was looking for is how can i become just better disciplined i think i lost that in life because i was such a pratty little shit (laughs) (laughs) i was always kind of like nobody's gonna tell me what to do and now that i'm an adult i don't have the discipline to do anything without some sort of like uh like I have to like trick myself into like doing something that's good for me a lot of the time. I know I'm not alone with that, but I, yeah, people ask me why I don't write all the time, and I'm like, because I'm not in school, you bitch. <laughs> I, no one holding me accountable. I did a gratitude journal once, but then I was just grateful for the exact same thing every single day. That sounds like a good life, Marissa. No, but it, but it was just like my family, my boyfriend, my friends. My family, my boyfriend, my friends. My family, my boyfriend, my friends. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, I don't know. Are I think you I'm okay? Just... <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Pete. If you, oh, you know what? You know what? Remember how Mike Dominic, one of our patrons, how we gave him a choice to pick an like, episode. Praise be Mike. Yeah, an episode. <laughs> that was one of our original ideas that failed yes. like to be uh we could both try grad no i don't know if that'd be enough for an episode we could all we could both just try a whole bunch of positive <laughs> things that we don't want to do for a week and see how it goes yeah we'll get, get there down. we'll get there mike okay I had an icebreaker because I forgot how this goes. Do you have an icebreaker? 
I have an icebreaker, but I had an icebreaker last week, and I just moved it to this week. So if you have one, definitely let it uh, out. Okay. If you, um, let's say, okay, I don't know if you like dressing up for Halloween. I don't feel like you do. But let's say if you had a place to go, like a fun place that you were looking forward to going for Halloween, where people would be in costumes, mm-hmm. and money was no object. Mm-hmm. What would you dress up as? The Burger King. Why? <laughs> Sometimes when you surprise me, I don't know how you surprise me. <laughs> but that surprised me. Um, when Darius Rucker was doing that Burger King commercial oh, wow. back in the day, yeah. I was like, oh man, I love this song. Sure and then, like please. the Burger King was a little mischievous back then too. Yeah. And then one year I saw they had Burger King masks, and I was like, man, oh, man, oh, man, I need myself a, <laughs> a Burger King mask, and I never got one. So really, this is just to fulfill a dream. Wait, do they not exist anymore? Oh, they probably do. <laughs> oh, okay. They'll do that. When's the last don't, time you dressed don't up? Don't buy me one for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the last time <laughs> I dressed up for something Halloween-related was probably at your house when I dressed up as a gorilla. Oh, wow. That was a really long time ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, so now I just kind of... Um, then at work, I used to wear a um, skeleton T-shirt. Like, that's fun. Like where it has bones, you know, like it's your skeleton. And then I yeah. would wear like a sport coat over it to work. And um, and then my boss told me we can't wear T-shirts at work. What? <laughs> not even on Halloween? I guess also, not. Also, you... The things that happen in your job yep. Yep. are so out of control that the fact that you don't get a pass on that is infuriating. To me. <laughs> okay. Um, ooh, I had a thing I wanted, but now I don't remember. Oh, this isn't very interesting, but I've always wanted to be Edward Scissorhands. I can't decide if I want to be like a, a, a more feminine version or just the regular one, but I never yeah, feel... He's, he's kind of feminine. I mean, yeah, I guess so. But I mean, like, I don't know if I want to make it into like a skirt or a dress or whether I want to keep it true to exactly as it is. But I never feel like I have the money to do it well. And I wouldn't want to half-ass it or get like one of those like full costume in a bags of it. I usually yeah. like to half-make my costume. So I'd want to be Edward Scissorhands or a, like a... So I wanted to be a wizard. This is... I wanted to be like a wizard, but not a specific wizard, but a wizard that like was going to a wizard academy, but not Harry Potter. So I wanted to be a wizard like in some sort of like school, like academy outfit, but not Harry Potter, but also have a really big witch hat, but really nice witch hats are a lot of money. So what about Vampire Academy? No, (laughs) I don't want to be a Vampire Academy. Hashtag underrated. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um, yeah, I was a vampire last year, and I continuously forget that masks are still needed. Mm. So, well, I was a vampire. So you, just, I was a- you just put a little blood drop. I should have. I was actually going to get a black mask and attach, like, a silver chain with, like, a red, like, blood drop, um, like, tear, um... Uh, 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 bead to it, and then I just became lazy and didn't, and looked, I didn't try. 
And we went to the... It's got to be Renaissance. rough out there for the uh, vampires. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The real ones and the fake ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete, speaking of vampires and costumes, today I'm going to talk a little bit about Halloween. Yes, I know this is only the beginning of October. Why am I talking about Halloween already? But... You're excited for the season. I'm excited for the season, and I keep thinking... Why does everyone love Halloween so much? And, like, I get it. I love Halloween. Okay, I'm going to say something very judgy. Why do basics like Halloween so much? (laughs) Um, And what did you find? Well, so I'm going to... I'm going to talk a little bit. It, it didn't give me a clear-cut answer, and it didn't really give me the answer of why quote-unquote basics like Halloween. But it just My gave speculation me some... revolves around their basics, and here's an opportunity to dress as something else. Well, yeah. So, yes. So, I'll get to that. So, I, first off, I'm just going to talk a little bit about Halloween. Then I'm going to talk about why people like Halloween in general. Adults. It's obvious why kids like Halloween. And uh, then I'm going to talk about why... Is it Halloween. the candy? No. <laughs> no, it's deeper than that. And then lastly, I'll talk about why Halloween is becoming more popular with adults these days. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I know that this is just me being a, uh, yeah, I'm just being judgy. It's like, you know, when you're counterculture, but then Hot Topic sells what you wear, and you're like, what the fuck? Marissa, now, what? you don't have to apologize to us. Sound okay, off, thanks. queen. Thank you. Because Halloween has always been my favorite. And it, you know, it has been shared by everyone, but now fucking everyone loves Halloween. And I just want to say that everyone. What? I think you're old. Yeah, I know. Shut up. (laughs) I mostly just don't like that everyone wears the fedora that I wear around Halloween time for some reason. (laughs) And I think my boyfriend was like. Oh, yeah, that's a fedora you wear to pumpkin picking. I was like, what the fuck are you saying? This is a fedora I wear because I wear it. And then I went pumpkin picking, and I was like, why is everyone wearing the fedora? Now I just look like a basic wearing the fedora. Yes, I'm old. That's your Halloween yes. costume. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. Anyway. Uh, y'all heard as a podcast unit does not endorse the wearing of fedoras under any circumstances. <laughs> no. Yes, I know, but... There are two types of fedoras. I don't mean a a a table magic fedora, like fedora by a man who likes to do card tricks. (laughs) I mean like a nice lady fedora. Uh, J Lo fedora is the only one. No, that works. No, (laughs) J Lo isn't that the one that people? Oh, J Lo wears a lot of different fedoras. Yeah. No, but she also does wear like the card trick fedora. Whatever. I wear a tasteful fedora that looks good with, like, dresses. I don't wear a fedora that I need to be wearing a pantsuit to wear. Anyway, so if you know it's there. One, did, at some did point, you guys I'll... hear the stank on pantsuit? Oh, my God. <laughs> pantsuit. I just mean, but at some point, I'm going to do an episode on fedoras. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, Pete, Halloween traces its origins back 2,000 years to the Celtic Festival of... Do you have any idea? I don't know how to say Celtic shit. Well, this is, well, I didn't know that all this time that it wasn't Samhain. And there's a band called Samhain 
which I thought we said Samhain. It's pronounced Samhain, but it's spelled S A M I N. I would never come to that conclusion. Yeah. Anyway, Samhain. Those Celtic people don't know how to spell. Am I right? Right. The Welsh too. What? The Welsh too. I mean, me too at this point. But anyway. Samhain loosely translates to summer's end and was celebrated in some form throughout much of the United Kingdom and Ireland. Uh, It's, you know, we don't have a lot of surviving evidence regarding the original Samhain Samhain festival practices, Uh, which is interesting because a lot of people talk matter of fact about the origins of Halloween, but a lot of historians slash folklorists do not agree. Well, like one thing that we do know is that I think it was maybe I, look I can't remember which one I'm thinking four or five maybe um, that some Celtic druids brought Michael Myers back from the dead. I thought that was where you were going. Continue. Yeah, yeah, using a ritual surrounding this particular holiday. So oh, really? I think yeah. it's I think it's worth mentioning that you know it's real. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, good to know. Nora Nicholas Rogers, author of Halloween, From Pagan Ritual to Party Night, explains that what we do know is... I'm sorry, I'm going to keep interrupting you. Is there an exclamation point in that title? No, did I add that? Halloween! Did I do that? No, it's Halloween colon. (laughs) Sorry. Nicholas Rogers explains that what we do know about Samhain was it was a time of stock-taking and perhaps sacrifice when pastoral communities prepared to survive the winter. Uh, Rogers also argues that there is no hard evidence that Samhain was specifically devoted to the dead or to ancestry worship. However, in comparison, folklorist John Santino argues that Samhain was a time of communing with the dead. Quote, there was a belief that it was a day when spirits of the dead would cross over into the other world. Uh, Such moments of transition in the year have always been thought to be special and supernatural, he added. Um, So, I mean, obviously, it's It's a he said, he said. Yeah, exactly. Pick your side. Change through the year. What? I just said, pick your side, you know. I, I picked the dead people one. Uh, and I was actually, I was reading about Victorian Halloween, um, uh, ritual, no, rituals, what's the word? Customs? I don't know. Well, Victorians did in Halloween, uh, the other day, and a lot of them use Halloween as a time to, like, commune with a higher being to ask that they show an image of who they would marry. So still, it had, like, a lot of supernatural aspects, but it was also tied into, like, love in some way. And um, in the past and into the present, mischief always kind of finds a way to be tied into Halloween. But it appears that, you know, that had nothing to do with the original. Um, So by 2005, just over half of adults celebrated Halloween. Today, however, that number has grown to over, what do you think? Uh, what's our what's our demo that we're working with here? We got adults, but like worldwide. Oh, I think it means U.S. Eighty-three point seven. Mm, okay, 
That is uh, that's larger. <laughs> over 70. <laughs> hey, uh, it is over 70, though. Yeah, that is true. And uh, those between 18 and 34 years old participate at the highest rate, and they're also the holiday's biggest spender, shelling out over twice as much on their costumes as older adults or children. Uh, but first of all, why is Halloween so popular in and of itself, not necessarily to that age group? Like, how has it lasted this long, and why is it so important to us as a culture um, to have Halloween? It has, like, no religious undertones. There's no, like, um, there's no aspect of family in it, like most other holidays. Um, apparently, it's about how we deal with the deaths and the psychology of how we process fear. Uh, folklorist John Santino, who I mentioned earlier, states that Halloween provides a safe way to play with the concept of death. Quote, people dress up as the living dead and fake gravestones adorn front lawns activities that wouldn't be tolerated at other times of year. It allows us to engage with dangerous things, but in a safe space, which makes all the difference to our brains. A major factor in how we experience fear has to do with context. When our thinking brain gives feedback to our emotional brain and we perceive ourselves as being in a safe space, we can then quickly shift the way we experience that high arousal state going from one of fear to one of enjoyment or excitement. I wish it said to ecstasy. Not saying that, that would have been fun. <laughs> one example is a haunted house. In a haunted house, you know that the monster jumping out at you isn't really a threat, and your brain can relabel the experience and the hormones pumping through your brain. So celebrating Halloween, watching scary movies, or reading creepy books all trigger your body's fear response, but in a safe environment. Telling your brain that what you're feeling isn't really fear, it's excitement. And the idea that we can redirect our fear into excitement and joy is incredibly powerful, especially on a cultural level. Um, Halloween has survived because it allows us to engage with our fear, our fear of death, our, of the dark of winter, of the unknown, in the same space that encourages, quote, wild joy. See, that's the same as X. Yeah, yeah. It transforms the things we dread the most into a celebration where we can embrace the things we don't understand. Um, so today, Halloween stands as the largest secular holiday in the United States, and it allows the individual to become part of something bigger and beyond themselves. We can, we can leave behind our fear and turn it into joy. Um, They're, so reaching. Now, They're reaching with that one. Yeah, I know. Because uh, you could all get vaccinated and also be part of something bigger than yourself, but I mean, <laughs> but yeah. we can't get that vaccination yeah. rate up to the adults who celebrate Halloween numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, wait, where is this? Ba, 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 ba. Okay, so back to what I said about how now Halloween is enjoyed by about seventy percent of adults, mostly between eighteen and thirty-four. So why? Um, the easy way would be for crotchety old people to blame it on a millennial's refusal to grow up and enter the quote-unquote real world. Um, but the person who wrote this article, whose name I don't know anymore, <laughs> says that is too simplistic of an explanation. I've been studying how young adults are celebrating Halloween and what sort of relationship this might have to the changing norms and expectations of adulthood. 
Uh, I will say this came from Salon.com, but I still don't know who wrote this part. Um, a young adult's embrace of Halloween could have something to do with the fact that adulthood itself has changed. If Halloween has become more popular among adults, it's because traditional markers of adulthood have become less clear and less attainable. I don't know if I agree with this, but I did want to just share his perspective. Halloween shifting meaning. Um, sociologists tell us if you want to understand a culture, look at its holidays. Christmas gift-giving rituals shed light on how we manage social relationships, and Thanksgiving feasts depend on shared understanding of family and national origin stories. Halloween, with its emphasis on identity, horror, and transgression, can tell us about who we want to be and what we fear becoming. Historian Nicholas Rogers has argued that many of the trends and rituals of the holiday are actually tied to conflicting social values. Um, for example, urban legends about razor blades and apples in the 1970s reflected cultural anxieties about loss of community and fear of strangers. Most recently, debates about skimpy costumes tap into broader concerns about young girls growing up too quickly. Okay, whatever. Um, now, the emerging adult and the space between. Today's young adults, it could be argued, are living in a sort of purgatory. Be how old are you? 38? Okay. I don't know when young adult ends, but... Uh, I'm not probably saying, old. I don't know if I'm a young adult either. I don't know. Uh, traditional markers of adult responsibility and independence, for example, family, career, or home ownership, have either been delayed or abandoned altogether by choice or necessity. Transition to adulthood have become uncertain, drawn out, and complicated. In recent years, psychologists and sociologists have coined a term for this transitional life period, which usually spans someone's 20s and 30s, and it's called emerging adulthood. According to experts, features of emerging adulthood can include identity exploration, focus on the self, and a feeling of being caught between two worlds. And there's also a sense of wonder and possibility. Uh, others have a less I mean, I got plenty of that. <laughs> Others have a less rosy view of emerging adulthood, describing it as a time of fear and anxiety about an unknowable future. So, why is it that emerging adults might be so drawn to Halloween? Um, again, I don't know if I agree with all this, but I thought it was interesting to share. But some of this just seems oversimplified and corny. Um, most obviously, the article says, Halloween costumes let these emerging adults experiment and explore self-identity. The possibilities are endless. Now, saying that this allows them to explore their identity and then having these examples makes me laugh. <laughs> the possibilities are endless. Which? Robot? Sexy robot? Emoji? Banksy shredded art? What? Anyway. You know what? Robot feels really good. Yeah. I want to be a robot all year. <laughs> this is me. Young adult I've spoken to with, again, the author, not me. Young adult I've spoken with often identify this as their favorite part of the holiday. The chance to be, at least for a night, whatever they wish to be. Costumes are identity work, and they're also just plain work. And that matters in a world in which many young adults are stuck in unfulfilling jobs. I don't know. So I, I hate to put this on you. What? But do you think this is also related to like such a rise in cosplay? 
yeah, like some of the same factors? Yeah, I think I I'm not positive. I think it 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 might be. Though I do know that a lot of cosplay people resent thinking that there's a blurred line between cosplay and Halloween. I when I would go to work at like when I worked in a school, I wouldn't dress up for Halloween because I don't know. I felt like cosplay like was way more serious and stuff and like I was like, that's for conventions. <laughs> I don't know, but that's just me. But I, but I do think like, um, I think a lot of cosplay people don't put as much time into Halloween costumes as they do their cosplay costumes mm-hmm. because they view them as like two distinctly different things. I could just be speaking for myself, but I've heard other cosplay people saying that like Halloween's more for fun, but like cosplay is more for for like serious costuming. But yeah, I do think that that kind of does. Um, I think, yeah, that, that yeah, definitely, I think it. I see some of like the, uh, um, I, I know this isn't the right term, but like the delayed adulthood stuff and also being able to sort of like, uh, uh, target your creativity into something, you know, yeah. I feel like it might scratch those itches for some people. I mean, yeah, my job is wildly unfulfilling, but people expect me to have such a wowing costume every year that I take pride in the fact that they, you know, think I'm very good at my costumes. Yeah. I don't feel the void of my unfulfilling job, but it at least makes me feel <laughs> Anyway, uh, cultural critic Malcolm Harris argues that young adults, despite being highly educated and hardworking compared to older cohorts, rarely find jobs matching their credentials and abilities. During Halloween, hard work and creative thinking matter. For example, costume contests in bars or online provide opportunities for people to construct costumes that meld humorous or timely cultural references with crafting skills. You can do more than just participate in Halloween. You can quote-unquote win it with the best costume, something that I need to do anytime there is a contest, and every time my family has a party, I need to win or else I will be full of rage, and I do win every year. Halloween has always Even when there wasn't a winner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Halloween has always promised the chance to be creative and to become something else. But in embracing the holiday, emerging adults are doing more than reject, reject traditional adulthood. They're playing with identity in a way that puts their skills and cultural competence to work. They're defining new ways to be and become an adult. And in the process, they change the way Halloween is celebrated. Now, I will say, I remember my parents and my family always had Halloween parties when they were, um, like, maybe in their 20s, 30s, 40s. Um, so I don't necessarily think, like, adults celebrating Halloween is, is new, but I do think, yeah, the level of care and the level of, and the amount of money being put into it, definitely you could see a, a, a huge increase in that. But, Yeah. Hey, I don't you know. know what? There's still homeless people on the street. So what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you what? What do you think about? What do you think about? Do you think this person's on the money with the emerging adults, or do you think like, eh, not really? It makes sense because yeah. um, pulling back the curtain a bit, I think like you and I haven't hit those markers that people consider. Nope. We don't own a house. We haven't gotten married. We don't have kids. Um, oh. So. Yeah, I think I think in some ways I could see somebody saying that that is um, 
I, st- I don't remember the thing you said 30 seconds ago. Emerging adulthood. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think I could see that. But at the same time, I don't have a will. I don't have a will either. Are we supposed to? <laughs> oh, no. Um, I don't have like a desire to dress up Yeah. related to those things. So I don't know if that's a 100% true statement, but I mean, I see the psychology behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I know plenty of people that like actively dislike dressing up, but the thing that yeah. always gets me is like, why are people so hot to scare people <laughs> on Halloween? Uh, what do you mean? Like why does why does that guy in your neighborhood have that real creepy thing and you got to go up and go trick or treat and then somebody jumps out and scares you like why you got to do that? Oh, cause it's fun. For who? I'm sorry. Do you not like being scared? No, no, don't scare me. Don't you dare scare me. What do you mean? This is the time. What? Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of people who don't like being scared. I just thought everyone liked being scared. Now I remember as a kid, like my uncles uh, at my uncle's house, they did that, and they were like, "Oh, we're gonna go to your uncle's house. Don't worry, they're not doing anything this year. Look, the lights are out. Let's go knock on the door." And it's like, "God, are we doing this again?" <laughs> I mean, I don't want to like be so scared I shit myself. Yeah. But I mean, I do like being scared. Uh, yeah, I did go to a haunted house where someone peed themselves in my group. Uh, I still question whether I want to go back or not. <laughs> Um, oh, I was going to say something. As long as they don't touch you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the the haunted house by me that is no longer a real haunted house, the Eastern State Penitentiary, they've now changed it into a, a multifaceted experience because they said people no longer want to be as scared anymore. Who did they survey? Anyway. Marissa, uh, pick up what? a newspaper. People are yeah. scared all day, every day, all year round. <laughs> I know, but I like to be scared about stupid stuff. <laughs> anyway, um, they... You hey, can... listeners, if you're listening, contact me. I'll give you Marissa's address, and you can send her, like, a human ear. <laughs> no, don't scare me, like, in a real way. I like you <laughs> you psycho. <laughs> send her a clown wig. <laughs> Please don't do that. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, excuse me. What was I saying? What the fuck? Oh, that uh, you could opt in to be touched at that one haunted house. And I almost considered it. But then I, like, they would, like, kidnap you and take you away from your group. And mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't do that. See, there's a limit to how much I want to be scared. Um, when I went to the Eastern State Penitentiary thing, uh, it was when I was dating Liz and she, her brother worked there. And that's uh, pretty much how the whole thing went. Like, somebody would jump out and scare you and she'd be like, do you know Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that that's it. You got any extra points to throw in there? No, I think it makes some sense. I think, um, yeah, you get to sort of put something on. I think the another part of it might be like sometimes I'm not saying this as fact, but I'm saying from the perspective of a of a certain person, maybe a person that we've all been from time to time. You're kind of like, man, everybody else is so much like hotter than me or better looking than me or whatever and like on this night i can stand out because i don't need to like look good i need to look good <laughs> like yeah, yeah and so like it, it does kind of provide a nice way to stand out too and 
you know, depending on what you are, yeah, you have that sort of mask and you can maybe try on not just like you put on the werewolf mask. It doesn't mean that you're trying out being a werewolf, but you are trying being out being something else or, or someone yeah. else behind the mask uh, for the night. Um, so, yeah, I think there's definitely some validity to all of that stuff. And, yeah, I, I do think it is difficult to I, I find it to be difficult to figure out an identity these days. I don't really even know what counts as an identity these days. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Also, what Because, like, oh, what words would you use to describe yourself? I don't know. Well, where are you from? I don't want to say American. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I put so much effort into Halloween. Like, my house is decorated, and I make all these snacks, and I take so much time in my costume. And, again, I am a, quote, emerging adult. And my mother likes to tell me, you won't have time to do all that when you have a kid. To which I go, do you think that is making me want to have a kid? Yeah. But <laughs> also you'd be a... doing that for your kid. Oh, no, I'm still going to do it for me also. <laughs> I will do for my kid as well. But no, take this away from me. You <laughs> they just try to take it away from me, Pete. You know, if someone tells me I can't do something, I will do it despite them whether I want to or not. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I'm trying not to weaponize child-related things, but <laughs> um, also just to talk about what a what a what a dweeb I've been in my life. Uh, when I lived in Wilkesbury, I was friends with a group of like pretty gothy people, and I remember one Halloween, like none of us really dressed up, and like I had nowhere to go anyway. But I just remember like. We were all like, yeah, we don't, we don't have to dress for Halloween <laughs> every day. <is> Halloween. <laughs> like the goth people on Portlandia. <laughs> yeah, basically. I'm such a fucking dweeb. So elitist <laughs> goth at some point. But anyway. Um, yeah, I think I, this might be going too far, but I think like there's a, I think there's this, that there, there's probably more, and maybe it isn't true, but. In my perspective, without doing any research, it feels like there's more opportunities to dress up today. Yeah. And maybe it's because we are in a time where we have the, like, luxury income and time to do stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, I feel like if you look at the rise in cosplay, the rise in drag, like, these are, these are things where people can, yeah, put on a different personality or put on a different, um, face so to speak and then yeah just try that out and see how it goes and i i was listening to something i don't remember if it was the uh, secretly incredibly fascinating podcast or somewhere else but i do remember that they were saying that the lgbtq and the drag community um that there are were some states that still had really strict rules about cross-dressing like longer than other states and Halloween, like you could get arrested for, you know, dressing as a different gender. Mm -hmm. So Halloween was when they could truly be themselves. Yeah. Um, So yeah. So that kind of does go, go in with what we've been saying about like to express another side of yourself or maybe to express the true side of yourself that you don't feel comfortable expressing um, all, all the time. But, uh, and listeners, let me tell you something. You don't need to know why you're doing what you're doing sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So if you enjoy dressing up like Marissa does, just do it. You don't have to understand why you're doing it. Um, as long as you're not doing it to hurt somebody. 
Yeah, I didn't research this so I could have a, a greater insight into my psyche. I just was like, why the fuck do all these people like it when I felt like it wasn't always like this? But, yeah. Um, I, think, I think, though, to your original statement, I wouldn't say so much hypothesis, but I feel like we're giving basics a lot of credit <laughs> with these being the reasons. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm saying basics, but I, um, uh, I assume you're not dressing up this year. Um, I don't think so. Okay. I always have a gorilla suit. Nice, yeah. With one foot, but um, <laughs> but my sister does a play, and uh, in the play, <laughs> they need a gorilla. So I've let that suit out enough times that. I don't think I would put that on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I feel like there's always something, you know, um, to, to throw together. But the, the gorilla suit is the most money that I ever spent on a Halloween costume. And it was half off at a costume store after Halloween. How much sometimes, was it? sometimes I wish I got the, uh, the chicken. There was a chicken, oh, too. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. Oh, my mm. God. That'd be so creepy. <laughs> how much was it i feel it was 50 or 60 bucks and i oh, didn't okay. realize it only had one foot <laughs> and of course there was no return so <laughs> i really miss uh me and pete used to go shopping the day after halloween i think and that was really fun um because i used to do so much weird shit that i just always wanted like a, a bucket of blood in my house sadly yeah. i've had friends that enjoy those things anymore, so I don't have a reason to have a bucket of blood at my house, and I'm nostalgic. I just imagine this. you go back to work and you're like, boom, <laughs> she puts on a bucket of blood, and you're like, what is that, Marissa? It's a bucket of blood. Why is it here? <laughs> Sometimes I like having a bucket of blood around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just always like to have that. There's some other random stuff I used to always like to have. I don't know what I'm doing for Halloween yet. I am going to the Eastern Day Penitentiary's experiential thing uh, a few weeks before. Uh, I am going to Salem the week before Halloween, but Ooh. I do have a co- I finally have all the pieces to be the new Emma Stone Cruella DeVille. Nice. So I I was like, oh, but that's like, is this stupid? But I was like, no, this movie's good. So, uh, Pete, you got any plugs? I do have a plug, but first I have a warning. Okay. I, mean, I don't want to yuck Marissa's yum. <laughs> okay. But I I also want everybody to remember... That there is a thing such as Halloween fatigue. If you start too soon, you might no. you might lose it by the time you get to Halloween. So no. if, you know, like how marketing and department stores and everything like that keep pulling holidays back so they can put stuff out sooner. And like Marissa goes to the store and it looks like Halloween came and went already. <laughs> oh, yeah, that fucking upsets me. Like sometimes you start so early you might get a little fatigued, and I recall this happening in my life. So, you know, start your slow drip now. <laughs> Use um, Freeform, is that what they're called? Use their 30-some yep. days of summer <laughs> or of, of Halloween to kind of, like, ease into it and get yourself there. But, uh, yeah, make sure – just edge all month until Halloween. I mean – I get very anxious if I start in October. I'm glad I got to start in September. I was happy to start in August. However, like you said, some places already are phasing out their Halloween. I'm fine if you start early and keep it till October. But 
that's insane that I went a few weeks ago to Michael's and it just looked like they were done. And I was like, what the fuck? No one's ready to... Plus, no one's on the same timetable. So, like, I don't know when I'm supposed to go shopping. This is so, the season I like to go to Joanne Fabrics and buy Marissa everything that they have. <laughs> I haven't, but I like to go and send her pictures and be like, would you like this? And she'd be like, no, that's ugly. And I'm like, I would get it for you anyway. <laughs> God, I'm so jealous you have a Joanne Fabric. I don't have anything, Pete. The AC Moore that used to be here turned into a Spirit Halloween. And I went to Spirit Halloween. You got to hop on a train. My mom will take you to her, Joanne. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, because Joanne has awesome stuff. I've been looking online, but it's not the same, but... Yeah, I went to Spirit Halloween, and I did get an awesome Disney Halloween mug that fits, like, three mugs full of hot chocolate or tea. <laughs> like, I could, like, eat a whole meal out of that mug. And it has, like, all the Disney characters and costumes. But I also just went there to buy a cane uh, for Cruella. And then I realized how much I like walking with the cane, mm-hmm. but that I, I can't just make that a thing. <laughs> you know what? You have what? Halloween to try it. You're right. I mean, I found myself walking with the cane home, and then I was like, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So in uh, terms of plugging, it's not for plus. It's not for I would like to plug, um, I'd like to plug La Brea on NBC. What is that? NBC, it feels like every year, puts out a show that is destined to fail. And I can't remember the one last year, but I was watching it and I was like, this one might make it. And it didn't. Um, but they always make these shows and they never end them. Like they never wrap things up at the end. Uh, so you're always left with a cliffhanger at the end of the season, but inevitably they're not going to make it. This one is called La Brea. Um, this is my pick for this year of the show. That's not going to make it. And basically, uh, family is driving down the street, and a giant hole in the earth opens up, and they fall inside. Now, I know what you're thinking, Marissa. You're thinking Land of the Lost. <laughs> but... Like, that'd be fun. <laughs> it's kind of close to Land of the Lost, because they are seemingly back in time, where there are... Um, so so far, we haven't seen a dinosaur, but there has been a Bengal tiger and some sort of like extinct vulture that can rip somebody apart. So um, that's my pick for show that's going to get canceled by the end of the year, but I'm going to love every step of the way. It is overacted. I can't stand the daughter already. And, you know, yeah. it's exactly what I look for in TV. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> okay. Well. It's not Halloween related, I understand. But Oh, I mean, it is. I, I, I didn't even realize what I was doing until I did it. I just picked this topic because I couldn't think of anything else I wanted to talk about. It, I, we don't have to talk about spooky things every Halloween, every October week. But we might. Yeah, I mean, I think we should. But. Ooh, Ooh uh, my. Ooh, what is mine? Um, we did H. H. Holmes one year around uh, th- around Halloween, and you did somebody else. Oh yeah, you did um, Bathory. Oh yeah, maybe I'll yeah. do it. A- Maybe I'll find a creeper. Um, I, ooh, what do I want to plug? I want to plug, um... Make them think you thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make them think I thought about it. I was, if we had more people that called in, I would plug 
Midnight Mass because I want to know people's opinions on it. But unless Alex is watching Midnight Mass, no one's going <laughs> to give us their opinion, so I don't want to plug that. Um, you can also email us your opinions about Midnight Mass. We'd love to hear from you. And I'm looking at you. Give give that a shot. That is uh, shout at yallheard.me. Um, I guess I'll just plug... Um, oh, I'm going to plug the Purple Stuff podcast. Uh, it is a podcast by two... I don't know if they're elder millennials or they're Gen Xers. No, I think they're Gen Xers, like my brother. Um, they basically cover all the glorious spooky things from, like, the 80s and the 90s. And they just, I mean, I don't know if it'll be as enjoyable for people much younger than us, but I don't think anyone much younger than us listens to this podcast. But for me, it's just, like, this beautiful dose of nostalgia. And they talk about the, you know, the spooky snacks from way back in the day. Uh, they talk about, there's like a whole episode that just revolves around the Garfield Halloween special that took place in the 80s. So like, I'm just like, is this like a really weird podcast? It's just for reminiscing, but it's really fun. Um, it's like my, currently my favorite podcast. So the Purple Stuff Podcast. It's always hard to find a podcast sometimes. Like it's called The Purple Stuff. And if you were looking for like spooky nostalgia from the 90s, you wouldn't type that in. No, exactly. I don't Always. know how how I found this. Yeah. Um, but if you're looking to learn something, you might type in Y'all Heard. And if you're yeah. looking to donate, you might type in patreon.com slash y'all heard. <laughs> uh, I just want to thank all of our patrons, patri- patrons again. Uh, I still can't believe you're still giving us money. And... Um, Marissa debuted her new show where she watches the first episode uh, we may have talked about it last time. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, she watched Reservation Dogs. I do have a quick point to make, if you heard that. They are indigenous people in that yes. show. And I said the word Indian Reservation, but I don't know if there's a different word for it now. Is there for the reservation? Because if I just said reservation, maybe you'd understand but I was just like, did I use a politically incorrect term? But I don't know an alternative. Do you? I mean, I would have guessed indigenous people reservation. Yeah, I don't. I've never heard that being said. But that that could be true. So I just want to apologize if I use the wrong term. I I didn't use it throughout just for that. But okay. I just after we have a huge indigenous people Patreon subscription. <laughs> no, block, but after I said so. that. I just realized, like, oh, I don't know if that's the right term, and I didn't want to seem like I was, like, being flippant. But, um, but yeah, uh, I will do better. I feel like that wasn't the best. Today, I posted what I was going to try to make my project, but I'm still trying to find a good free screen recorder that won't suck and won't um, be tied to my work account. (laughs) And that is uh, watching a, a movie trailer and sort of, just providing my thoughts as it goes along. So we're providing you short things, but they're fun things, hopefully. And if they're not and they cause you pain, please let us know and we will stop. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to say, when I saw, like, I saw Pete's Patreon content reviewing um, the first trailer for, or his first review for the trailer for Spencer, um, it's times like that that I get really sad that we don't live close to each other anymore. Because there are some things that it pains me that we don't watch in real time, at like, together. Yeah. Which is why I don't care what you say, we have to watch Spencer together. Uh, it comes out in November, so I doubt COVID's going to be over and I'm going to come to Wilkes-Barre and go in their theaters. But. They're uh, open. 
I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about World Story just yet. But we should, um, whenever it's available on demand, we should watch it uh, at the same time. Yeah. Because I don't know why Princess Diana is twirling all the time. Did you, you should watch the other trailer just to see how much she's twirling. There's on so many like costumes, and it's supposed to take place over a three day period. I hope there's flashbacks and shit. <laughs> also, yeah, that hat is really stupid. I looked at it and I was like, Pete's going to laugh at this hat. <laughs> I was so excited to see the corgis, though. I wish you got the first video. <laughs> yeah. I mean, corgis are cute. They have tiny feet, right? Sure. Do they? Like, I, I can know. I can envision the top of a corgi, but not the bottom. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening. Call us at 570-POD-WOD1. Slide into my DMs at Vandal. Um... If you slide into my DMs and you're a podcast listener, I will send you a Halloween surprise. Ooh. I mean, you need to make it clear, like, I'm, this is, I listen to y'all heard. Yeah, if you're um, just like, hey, Marissa, what's up? She's not going to know. Yeah, no. <laughs> so <laughs> let me know that you heard this message and I will send you a Halloween surprise. You also have to give her your contact information so that she can do that. <laughs> And your firstborn child. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, bye. Keep it spooky, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>